and we are back on. Aaron's gone, so now we can nerd out. Mm-hmm. During our break, we were talking about the iPhone vibration pattern. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure it goes like this. I was saying it actually depends on what ringtone you have, because what Apple literally does is instead of using just a vibration motor, they use a haptic engine. And what that means is it's capable of receiving audio input. So they literally just route the MP3 file through the haptic engine. And you think it's an MP3 file? The ACC file, probably. Yeah. The thing about that is what they're talking about is, I mean, unless they've invented something new, which maybe they have, but what they're talking about is a linear actuator. Right, exactly. And that's I that's think, all it is. I think most phones have, have had that for a long time. That's like the way, because because it's like the closest thing to a solid state, like vibrator that you can you can yes, make. Yes, that but is th- what it is. But it it the new thing is that it doesn't just oscillate basic. It it actually it, you can send it audio and it'll oscillate that way. Yeah, it's been within four or five years that all this stuff has been a new thing. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I love Linux, but I'm actually in my like ideal tech world. It's not an essential. Okay. It's it's a means to an end. Yeah, I think. What about Fuchsia? Linux like, I mean, that would probably replace Linux someday. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, Fuchsia. You know, because in the in the way we the way we think about operating systems nowadays, yeah. usually like the really low level stuff is a yeah. totally different world than the high level. Right. You know, um, and we and never I, touch the low level stuff. Yeah, I think, I think there's um, so many layers between us and that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you know Apple's operating system family mm-hmm. you know Unix. which is all one operating system let's be real here they have yeah. a, ten, no, they no, have no, a name is, for yeah. each one but um it's like variants yeah it's you know they created this custom unix core and i'm sure they've been working on it since then but nobody hears about it you yeah. know we only see the the you know the outer layer it has a custom kernel yeah windows has the windows nt kernel that they created years ago and has hardly changed the Mac one is actually fantastic but it has a ridiculous number of lines of code i didn't realize how massive mac os is even compared to linux or or windows i I wish i understood the low level mac os i wish i did because it's like they took the mock microkernel and then they figured out how to run a version of unix on top of mock Mm -hmm. and and then they call the whole thing XNU, and I, I don't yeah, really and know. Honestly, at this point, it's so many different layers removed from Unix that it's, bas- it's barely even, there's like maybe a few, like proportionally, there's like only a few lines of Linux, or of Unix compared to like how much custom stuff Apple's put on top of it. Right. Well, I mean, the core, I think, really is very Unix. Like, Apple used to release an operating system called Darwin, mm-hmm. which basically yeah. is just the open source part of Mac OS. Right. Yeah. So it was a, it was a command line OS yeah. that was basically just it was basically just a Unix distribution, and you could install, you know, any like Linux or Unix software on it if you compiled it for it. Um, so the core. So it's still Unix. The core is Unix, right? But it just has a ton of you know custom Apple stuff on top of it, and all of the Unix, right? Ultimately, yeah, it's a it's a. um, Or is Unix a different branch? It it is an independently reverse engineered Unix, because yeah, because when you get right down to it, who came up with Unix originally? AT and T, I believe, or Bell Labs. I I don't know. Two, yeah. Corporations. It's that's the thing. Unix has always been proprietary. It still is. Apple has to pay to use it. Huh. Um, that's crazy. They they have to. Uh, 
Mac OS is, I think it might still be, Mac OS is certified as a Unix operating system, and they have to pay a lot of money to get that certification. I wonder certification. if the M1 version of Mac OS is still Unix-based, do you think? Yeah. Yeah? Right. Yeah, it's because iOS has always been, even oh, when they yeah. ported it to ARM. Yeah. But um, what was I getting at with all this? Oh, yes, yes. So Unix is proprietary, Yeah. right? And it, it, you have to pay to license it and everything. So that Linux in the very from the very beginning was a reverse engineered project. It doesn't Just contain an open source Unix. no code from the original Unix project. Really? Oh, that's cool. The entire goal was that it would be Unix-like. And why is the Windows kernel so unstable and Unix and Linux kernels are like way better? I don't think the Windows kernel is unstable. I think actually the Windows NT kernel is like Microsoft's answer to Unix. I think I think the problem with Windows is a whole other story. Okay. I think it's just you know because it's all the of, layers on top. I think it's Microsoft's insistence on backward compatibility. Right. True. That's that's it. They refuse to throw away their you know. Which Apple designs. just threw away sixty four like thirty two bit entirely mm -hmm. <laughs> recently. Yeah. So, anyways, Linux is capable of running Unix software if it's recompiled okay. for Linux. Yeah. And then, of course, nowadays Linux is way has way more use than Unix. Mac OS contains official Unix code from FreeBSD. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's that. So is Unix FreeBSD or is that? FreeBSD is a whole other thing. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. BSD stands for Berkeley Software Distribution. Mm -hmm. Like isn't it, Red Hat FreeBSD? Mm-mm. No, that's Linux. That's Linux too. Mm -hmm. okay. It's just a commercial Linux distribution, which is kind of weird. Okay. But BSD is is it stands for Berkeley Software Distribu Distribution, and it's um yeah Berkeley licensed Unix. And created their own version of it, and then somehow it ended up being open source. So it's the only free and like FreeBSD and the other BSD operating systems are the only free and open source true Unix operating okay. systems. And then you know Mac OS came from that. So if they if they came from FreeBSD, then why do they, would they have to license it from an original Unix? Um, well, they want to they to call your operating system uh, a Unix okay. operating yeah. system. You actually have to pay for the licensing. For you know what's you know what. I, yeah, I think they just do that because because like because cool. they can. I think it's yeah. a flex. Mm -hmm. But um, there's actually some major Linux distributions that have paid out the big amount of money to be called a, a, a real Unix. Really? <laughs> and they're Linux, <laughs> which is which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. But they qualify. Yeah. So it can run the same code basically. Yeah. It? That's the idea. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, I think that I think that's very it's interesting. Like, yes, you succeeded in reverse engineering us. <laughs> yes, yeah. Most Linux distributions don't bother though because it's expensive and yeah. they're poor. But um, <laughs> so, anyways, what the, what I was getting at in the end there is that uh, they're two di the two different worlds. Um, I mean, both of Google's operating systems are proof of that. Android is and Chrome OS. so yeah, and Chrome OS are both so different from GNU Linux, you know, which is the, yeah. you know, the rest of the Linux world, yeah. right? Um, and yeah, that just goes to show, and, and, and then Mac OS and, and, and Apple's operating systems, they, the, they, the, the official way to distinguish these two parts is user land yeah. and the kernel, right? Right. So the user land in Mac OS is just totally its own thing. Right. Of course, completely. Mm-hmm. All the APIs, all of it, is just Apple. And that's why, you know, even though it is Unix. So ultimately, boil it down, and when you really get down to it, there's the Windows NT kernel, and there's the Unix, like, variants there, on the Unix kernel. They call it asterisk Nix. That's how they, okay. uh, that's how yeah. they Got describe it. that umbrella, yeah. Nix. The Nix kernels and the Windows NT kernel. 
Yeah. Are the ones that exist right now. And maybe Fuchsia is its own kernel, right? Yeah, there's there are there's a number of I mean, there's a whole lot of other kernels that are kernel? a kernel is just something that allows you to have some kind of human readable language that basically the kernel writes machine code well the kernel right? or it, is it written in machine code the kernel is the main part of the operating system mm-hmm. the kernel is the part that the kernel the corn yeah. it's the, it's it's the first lines of code it's the part that enforces all the rules makes sure the programs don't you know interfere with each other mm-hmm. it is responsible for interpreting the programs you know and and running them right so it'd be it's the, the only, foundation it, of the soft of the OS. It's the only part of the OS with a hundred percent authority. And it talks and it's, to its the job, physical silicon in the device, right? Yes. And its job is to control that authority and not let anything else have all of it. Okay. <laughs> um, nice. It is very important because and if you have pseudo access, that doesn't mean you have access to the kernel or does it? No. It means well, it's but it, yeah, the kernel is super important because an efficient kernel, just like an efficient CPU below it can allow the computer to do more and it's something that i think maybe hasn't gotten as much attention right it Um, seems like it hasn't i mean graph g the the just the gui of like most operating systems is all that gets updated most mm -hmm. of the time yeah and then like somebody will come around and like oh we did we redid all the apis from the ground up and people are like I don't notice any difference here. Mm-hmm. Why did you spend a year doing this? Yeah, it's admittedly something I don't understand all that well, but there's multiple approaches to how you make an operating system kernel. The most obvious one is monolithic, which is where a whole lot of the operating system is in the kernel. Oh, okay. That's actually the approach with Linux. Really? Yeah. Linux, uh, the Linux kernel on its own can do quite a bit. Okay. I think it's. I think the kernel by itself is capable of displaying a console on the screen. Really? Which wow. is which That's is huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. And um, it can uh, it can it has drivers for several file systems. The Linux kernel is almost an operating system yeah, in itself. Basically. Right. The other approach, the other extreme, is called a micro kernel, mm-hmm. where the kernel is as small as possible. Which is all the it, Android way I thought but maybe I'm wrong. No, Android just uses Linux. It just uses Linux, okay. Yeah, but the, the, the idea of a microkernel is it's tiny. All it does is start up, launch some other program, and multitask. Make sure the programs get along so with each other. So is that Unix or is that Win, Windows NT or what? There are no major operating systems that work that, that way yet. No. Interesting. But the idea is to put everything into user land. Mm-hmm. Everything. Drivers. All the, you know, the... Honestly, that makes some sense to me. It's modular. Mm-hmm. You know, you can easily control things. The problem, the problem is they haven't just, they haven't been able to make it work efficiently for just, some like, reason. You could just like never update the kernel at that point. Just about. It's just you know? so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, operating systems with monolithic kernels like Linux need to download a new kernel every right. once in a while to to keep things current. Okay. It it would certainly be interesting to you know to I mean, see even that a monolithic kernel is only going to be a, it feels like a couple megabytes or something. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's that big. I mean, so compared to like the rest of the operating system, it's still tiny. Yeah. Code is plain text. Like it takes ridiculously a lot of lines of code to make megabytes of you know, text file, mm-hmm. you know, so that's yeah. huge. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's big. And firmware is below that? Yes. Yeah. Firmware is, it's like the BIOS. And yet my BIOS can display something on my monitor, like a, a GUI now. Like mm-hmm. UEFI anyway can. Yeah. It's so the firmware, I wouldn't call it below 
the operating system. It definitely it has more authority than the OS, but it, they actually I don't know how I would describe that because it's not it's another thing I don't fully understand. Yeah, because um, I know my BIOS can control the fan speed in my custom computer, but my mm-hmm. OS and the kernel cannot. Mm-hmm. As far as I understand. Yeah. They can just tell the BIOS to do things. Yeah, not really sure how that works. It's I certainly if all interesting that stuff. stuff. Is segregated in Apple computers the way it is in everything else. Yeah, I wonder that too. I wonder how I, I wonder what the M1 Macs are using yeah. because the Intel ones were using an EFI right. implementation, which is not all that different from what you see on PCs, right. but which is why we could Hackintosh things, but now we can't yeah. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. The user land and kernel are very separate things yeah. that can be changed out. So Fuchsia, I believe I believe Fuchsia is a microkernel. Oh well. Which is which is interesting cool. yeah. for one thing. And there's already Fuchsia devices in the wild. Yeah, as far as I know as far as I know like the Nest Hub. Yeah, I think it's the first gen Nest Hub. I think that's the only thing. Yeah. Um which is but so it's, random. It's not even the Google product. It's, I mean it is, but <laughs> Right. It's case in point though, too, because they replaced its Android based OS. With a Fuchsia-based system, and it <laughs> runs exactly the yeah. same, mm-hmm. just a little faster. No one should really notice the change. And that's what I'm hoping is, I'm, I'm hoping, like, here, here's how I see this going. Here's how I, th- here's what I hope Google's plan yeah. is, or what I, what I can see happening. Um, Swap everything out with this slowly without anybody noticing. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I think... I think Google wants to get rid of the Android name. I think they're done with it. That'd be great. I think because it has so much baggage. Yeah, I think it has a bad reputation. I think some people still think Samsung created it. Right, and it's going to be light and not crash a lot. <laughs> I think they can move Android's entire user land over Fuchsia. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think they're already doing that in house. Yeah, I just I think don't so think they've released it yet. Yeah. You know, so I, I can see that. Yeah, the way I see that going is I see them moving Pixel devices to Fuchsia. I just hope, yeah. And letting the rest of the Android ecosystem just be the Will Wild West. Will they open source Fuchsia? It is open source. Will everything use Fuchsia instead of Android once it gets good? That's what... that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think they want to keep it to themselves. Yeah, I'm thinking because that Because basically the, the impression... I mean, the impression I've gotten... Will my Samsung flip? <laughs> I think... I think I think the I think the between the Nexus the the last Nexus the 5X mm-hmm. and the first Pixel I think Google had a big change of heart. Yeah, I know. Here's how this story went. Yeah. From my perspective, right? They bought the people who were developing this new operating system called Android, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started developing it and they were like, "Okay, we have a plan." And like Apple's working on the iPhone. Yeah. We know that. We've got a plan to compete Let's with them. Let's this. <laughs> but we yeah, we have a we have a plan to compete with them, right? And it involves it involves creating the Open Handset Alliance. Everybody can have Android. It's free and open yeah. source. You can use it however you want, mm-hmm. right? And it was great. It is what got Android on its feet. Yeah. It's the only reason it kept up, right? right? Because for several years, it was crappy. It just yeah. was... It was. I mean, it, at that point, Android was significantly worse than what Apple had built software. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was terrible. Because Apple just had Mac OS already. Mm-hmm. And, and so anyways, the, so it, that, that got it on its feet, right? Google, over the years, began to really regret the way they started things. Yeah. Sort of, because they, they wouldn't have been able to start it any other way. I th- there's, like, oh, let's just make a. There was know, there wasn't skin. right. There wasn't room for anybody else in the market with the same philosophy as Apple. It had to be a totally right. different approach. Right. So that's the only reason it worked, right? Yeah. But they they began to regret that decision because of uh, 
the fact that they could hardly control this ecosystem and it was fragmented and nobody was cooperating and the even worse android got a reputation the few people in the public recognized that it was a google product and they started to not like that do do the exynos galaxies run android or is it like a reverse engineered android that just uses apk files oh it's android it's android okay Mm -hmm. continue yeah android can be compiled for any cpu yeah there was there was a version of it that ran on intel Actually, oh, there yeah, still yeah. is. Until like 86, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. That. So I have a couple of questions okay. on this Fuchsia thing. Yeah. So Fuchsia, so you were saying it's owned by Google and it's run and developed by Google, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They it's created a, it's it. a project of theirs, yeah. Do you think that this is advantageous of Google to keep it for themselves and not distribute it to like Samsung and HTC and like all those companies? Because um, obviously it's open source. Any of those companies could use it right now if they wanted to, right? Fuchsia is? Yeah. yeah, it's open source. Yeah, the first we heard of it was when they just dumped a bunch of code on their server, and everybody was like, "What the heck is this thing that yeah, Google's working exactly. on?" Oh, nobody, wow, this is an OS. <laughs> nobody knew that it had a purpose until they finally came put it on a Nest Hub, and yeah. now everybody's like, oh, "What are they going to do with this?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, they decided that they didn't like that, and they decided that they didn't like that people didn't know it was a Google product. Right. They didn't, they, and it's a Samsung product. Uh, yeah, Android. Makes yeah, Samsung. they didn't like all this confusion. There was it was branded terribly, which is when they decided to start making the pixel Mm -hmm. ever since the first pixel google has shifted gears i mean obviously you think about the position they were in before was that they are like the the custodian of the android ecosystem they don't make phones you know they just make the os and let everybody else use it but then all of a sudden when google has a google branded phone now there's this conflict of interest g on the back there's a conflict of interest right Mm -hmm. because uh now the company that makes the os and says that this is supposed to be you know the open handset alliance and everybody is you know free to use it is also a competitor Mm -hmm. with those companies and now they're trying to like they're making a better user interface they're using doing better ai stuff pixel only exactly they have shown themselves to be very competitive yeah obviously the camera is the biggest you know and they're using their unique position as an unfair advantage yeah. in many ways. The past Nobody few seems to care though because the pixel is bought by like four people. Right. <laughs> like the... antitrust. This is not an antitrust thing yet. No. Well, I mean, Google is constantly under antitrust scrutiny. But not for the pixel. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so the the um yeah for all this time. I mean, the past couple releases of Android, you'll you'll read articles that say that Android 10 and 11 were the most boring releases of yeah. Android ever. Right. Because they we hardly introduced anything new except security. Right, right. But they save all the cool features that they would usually would Androidify and made it pixel only. Pixel only. Yeah. Right. So what Google is doing is, I mean, it's it's business, right? Yeah. They are using. The, they're not out here to make friends. They're using the open strategy that got them on their feet. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to catapult themselves into being the other Apple. Right? Why is Fuchsia open source? It's, yeah. par- it's part of Google's philosophy to make things that are not important to their um, income open source. But isn't, I mean, wouldn't Fuchsia be a part of their income. we all want this to replace it. chrome os and android and if it does it would be important to their revenue stream well you see android is important to their revenue but it is open source also true you think about this 
what what is the part of Android that makes them all their money? The Play Store. The Play Store and Google services. Right. Right? Ads. Yeah. That's what Ads that's mostly, basically yeah. where they get the money for from Android. So Play Services. Uh, Amazon has uh, fire devices that are running Android. Amazon downloaded the Android source code, compiled mm-hmm. it, put it on devices, but they can't that legally makes no money for Google though. It does not. Right. They can't legally use the Play Store on yeah. it though. So Google knows they only need to control the services, really. Yeah. The OS technology, it it's a means to an end. They do like Basically, maybe they could make some money by by make, by making it closed I've source. Thought of like Android and iOS as vessels for Google services mm-hmm. in Google's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 80, so why don't they just? I guess. I feel like the smarter decision would have been. Just continue on with Android, like have a separate team, but then focus on Fuchsia and make Fuchsia like their, their baby, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like become, that would have been a great opportunity close source it. for them to, yeah, close it up and do what Apple's doing. Yeah. And cause I think the, my complaint about Android and I think why it'll always lead to weird things occurring is because there's so many different companies dictating its future. Mm-hmm. You know, especially that was true more back in the day. Like Pixel is obviously exempt from this, mm-hmm. but back in the day, Samsung, HTC, all those like phones, Android phones, they they were going one way with the hardware, and Google was going one way, mm-hmm. and all of them kind of had a say in the direction that things were going. And it was a little bit like left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Mm-hmm. But now with Pixel Phone is like they finally have an opportunity to clean up the thought pattern and the approach to Vertical integration. the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like they really missed the mark with Fuchsia. Like they could they have, have a vertical integration opportunity. But also mm-hmm. like something being open source doesn't mean that that doesn't change anything. Right. So yeah. Like if I, like I mean, open if- source is read only. Right. Nobody else can write to it. That's uh, the idea behind open source. Right. I mean, you can take it and use it. Yeah. Right. You and can make and spinoffs of it. But yeah. Like you're not going to contribute to it directly. You're just going to contribute it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So so here's the thing. They're just telling you what they did. They're not saying, "Hey, help us, please." Uh, I mean, the core of I mean, we've talked about this already. The core of Mac OS is open source, right? right? But you don't see anybody using that open source software to make direct competition with Apple. True. It's just they they can't do it because there's all this proprietary Apple stuff on top of it. Is Windows NT open source? No. No. Yeah. Okay. No part of Windows. I mean, I think it does contain some open source components, but some stuff. Yeah. But so so I making your kernel open source is not. I really don't think that's a, it's not a big deal. No. Okay. No. The way I see this going. Play nice. <laughs> the the way I the way I see this going, right? Personally, is that Google is going to develop a version of Fuchsia that has Android's user land mm-hmm. and also is capable of succeeding Chrome OS. Mm-hmm. Um as in, in as one thing, finally, you know, unifying these two platforms yeah. for for real. Um they're going to make one that can run all the current Android apps, which it won't be hard to do. They mm-hmm. probably already have that um, in development. Um, I'm sure there's a Pixel 6 that runs Fuchsia right now. There very well could be. And then what they're going to do is they're going to release it, and they're going to advertise it as something new only on Pixel. Right. 
right? It, fuchsia, they might not call it fuchsia. Who knows? It's, right. it's a, it's a, that, that could just be a code name for now, right? Yeah. What I don't think they're going to do, I don't think they're going to say, here is Android 13 based on a new kernel called fuchsia. Right. No, I don't I, think I, they're going to do that. Yeah. And then from there, what they're, they're going to exclude everybody, right? Fuchsia, their fuchsia based operating system will have none of the, it, it's, they're not going to be doing anything I where they're like, feel like they could just give up on developing Android at that point. They will. Yeah. I think they will. I think what's going to happen is fuchsia will probably be just as open source as Android, mm-hmm. right? But the version of everybody it, everybody will migrate to it or die. <laughs> well, well, here's or, the thing or though. build their own thing. Here's the thing though. What happened what, what I mean, what happened when Amazon wanted to create Android devices but didn't like Google, right? They just, they just, they just, they, they, they used Did Android. Huawei create their own OS, like Who? Huawei. Yeah, they um, have a, they, they have a version. Android. Oh, I don't know. As far as I've heard, they have a version of Android that just doesn't have any Google services. Okay. But so, Amazon has had to fend for themselves without the Play Store. Yeah, they've done okay, you know. Amazon Play but store. <laughs> a lot of people ignore the Amazon store, mm-hmm. right? So here's what's going to happen if they if they do this, right? If they make Fuchsia a Pixel thing, um, sure, another company could download the Fuchsia source code yeah. and the Android user land and put it on their phone. Yeah. But then when they say, uh, "Hey Google, can we have the Play Store on this phone?" Google will say no. Well, and why would they not want it? Because that's money. They've changed their mind on that. I think the Pixel is proof of that. They would they they want to they want to become another Apple, and I think they're on their way to doing it. I wonder how long it takes to develop like a, the plans and whatever for a phone. Fifteen because months. Fifteen months. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, <laughs> so horrendous. if if the pix each Three pixel. Days. <laughs> so if going forward each pixel now had, you know, a reoccurring release of fuchsia like next one was fuchsia you know 1.0 next one was fuchsia Mm 2.0 and it takes 15 months to develop it then essentially even if everybody else is 15 months behind everybody else is at least 15 months behind Mm -hmm. and on top of that None of them have any idea where Google's going with this I mean that's already the case with Android right Um, that is true yeah, but what but I'm also, what I'm saying is I I don't think they're gonna let I don't think they're gonna let anyone make a, a Fuchsia device with the Play Store on it. I don't understand that because I mean they want ads everywhere and they want I would assume the place they don't want the Play Store because I mean maybe they'll let people keep using it with Android. Samsung has the their own store. They have the Samsung store. The Galaxy store, yeah. Um, lame. Yeah, uh, Amazon has their own store. Basically, there are two stores. There's the Play Store and there's the Apple Store. Even the Windows Store has failed. You know, there's only two stores. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are we going to have a fragmented... As a developer, will I have to go to every store and knock on the store window and say, hey, you want to carry my app? No, I mean, if Google's plan succeeds, everybody else will die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to take down Samsung. I mean, the Pixel has like a zillionth of a percent of a market share compared to Samsung. They might just keep on developing Android. And then, you know, one, whatever Android store sucks the least will step into the place. I mean, it'd probably be, it'd probably be the Amazon app store, honestly. Mm-hmm. Samsung will try to make it the Galaxy yeah. store, but 
Um, yeah. I mean, Xiaomi in, in China. Yeah, but but China, well, I guess with I guess with with Google not caring about it anymore. I mean, Google is illegal in China, but but right. Hmm. But everything is run within like line in China too, mm-hmm. right? Like or oh, WebOS. What is it called? Well, we WeChat. Oh, everything yeah. is within WeChat. Is it really? Yeah, there's a WeChat store. Oh, interesting. And it it is the only store that's basically used in China. Yeah. 